Across this land, reports of the unexplained are documented, sightings of the supernatural witnessed, horrors of the unknown experienced and told. From the smallest of towns to the biggest of cities, urban legends and bogeyman occupy the shadows of our minds and our surroundings. From the east coast to the west coast, beasts and monsters of folklore, they claim their territory on the back roads of rural America and the isolated trails of Appalachia. I'm Evil Nate, an independent professional wrestler, and I travel these roads across the country that are occupied by these tales of superstition and ghosts of a violent history. Inside the ring and outside of the ring, I'm wrestling with the abnormal and paranormal. Mr. Denberger, in your own words, would you please relate what happened last night? Well, I was, I am a salesman and I drive a truck and last night uh, shortly after 7 o'clock, I was coming from Marietta, Ohio, coming down Interstate 77. And just before I came to the intersection of uh, Route 47, there was a car past me, overtaking me from behind. And following closely behind this car was this unidentified flying object. And as the car ahead, or the car behind passed me, this object was following close behind it, and it swerved directly in front of my truck, turning crosswise. And when it turned crosswise, it slowed down. It started slowing not abruptly or too fast, but it gave me plenty of time to step on my brakes and slow down with it. But it forced me to come to a complete stop. As soon as I had stopped, there was a door opened in the side of this vehicle, and this man stepped out and came directly to me, or came to the truck. He walked to the right-hand side of the truck, and he told me to roll down the window. He asked me to roll down the window on my right-hand side of my truck. And I had done what he asked. And this man stood there, and he, uh, he first asked me what I was called. And I knew he meant my name, and I told him my name. And uh, he asked me, he said, uh, why are you frightened? He said, don't be frightened, we wish you no harm. He said, we mean you no harm, we wish you only happiness. And uh, I told him my name, and when I told him my name, he said he was called Cold. That was the name that he was called by. And he... Welcome back after... All these weeks <laughs> to a new episode of Wrestling with the Abnormal and Paranormal. I'm Evil Nate. It's been 84 years. <laughs> no, wait, what is that meme? Uh, uh, it's, the Titanic one? Yeah, a rose from the Titanic. She, it's 80-some years, and yeah, then she something. dies. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're glad to be back with another episode. Uh, actually, what happened, just the chaos of moving back from Indianapolis to i got extremely sick i don't know if it was allergies i don't know if it was a strain of covid well, considering that i still have a tickle in my throat like i still have that little annoying cough i'm like i've had allergies i've had bronchitis pneumonia the seasonal flu you know like i've had everything in my entire life and nothing has left here comes one one minute <coughs> yep. that 
that's organic. That actually is going to probably happen a couple times in yeah. this podcast. I'm like, what lingers like that? And when we had COVID-19 back in 2020, yeah. 2020 into 2021, uh, it was this. It was. So I think it's a form. It didn't knock me out completely. No, but, but it kicked our ass. It's a little cough is lingering and it's like man i had i'm vaccinated this sucks yeah i had to cancel wrestling bookings in the month of july because of this and it was just it was insane and we switched to uh a third shift working 10 hour shifts and it just originally our third shift was like uh eight hour shifts you know yeah. like an hour lunch so we're there for nine hours um and uh it was like five days a week but now the company we work for is uh, switching to 10-hour shifts. Selected stores, you know, yeah, depends yeah. what your market team wants. But our store is like, yeah, let's do 10-hour shifts. So we're there for like 11 hours yeah, for four nights, lunch. though. Yeah. So, yeah, now we work four nights out of the week. Uh, counting lunch, we're there for 11 hours. But what's really cool, we get three days off. So we're off Thursdays, Fridays, I like and it. Saturday. I, I dig it. Like, if it wasn't for my injured feet... Uh, um, I'd be walk. It would be a cakewalk. I actually yeah. really like having three days off. And, I do. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I really do. Um, so now that uh, the dust is kind of settled, and you know, we're coming back with new episodes, and since we're going into the month of September, in the month of September of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, they celebrate Mothman Festival. That's something that is. Uh, uh, it's a special occasion for me. I've been going over to Point Pleasant since the year of 2009, but I've been attending the festival off and on since 2010. And then, you know, Dahlia, she's attended it with me a couple of times, and she's made several trips with me now at this point in time to Point Pleasant. Yeah, you, I remember uh, I was in the process of uh, doing my, my play. Yeah. Uh, I was the lead uh, in this outdoor theater, and... Uh, we were doing a couple spurts in the um, at the end of summer, beginning of fall, and I remember getting so sick. I, I like I had the cold or something, ironically, yeah. and uh, I had like the flu. And you got so mad at me because you're like, "Man, everyone cancels plans," and it's like, "No, I never." Like, like you know, you were bitching about your friends because yeah. your friends are like, "Yeah, we'll do stuff," and they never do. Like you're the you're the type of guy that would always bring everyone together. And do fun shit as opposed to like just being boring and yeah. doing nothing. So doing nothing, you're used to your uh, lame friends not well, wanting to do fun shit or adventurous things. And I'm like, I'm just totally adventurous. And I was just overworked yeah. with with uh, going to like two colleges at once, and then um, being the lead in this play, which I had this shitty ass director that was just so prejudiced against yeah. me, like she was evil. But I was going through so much, and I was sick, and I was like, gosh darn it, I'm not gonna miss this, and I remember going to the Mothman. It was 2012. Yep, that was your and first time. I remember going with you, and I was sicker than a dog. Like yeah. I was so sick, you were miserable. Yeah, and you... runny nose, and but it was cool. It was a it was the actual festival. Yeah. of 2012. Yeah, I think we went on a Sunday. I'm I'm actually pretty notorious for back then going on Sundays. I think I'd actually went 2010 and 11 on Sundays. Um, I videotaped, I believe, 2011 when I went. I got a ton of photos from 10 and 11. Yeah, you've been numerous times with yeah. multiple different different uh, people. people. And then and I was not I was in Arizona with my family visiting my great-grandmother. Uh, back in, uh, what in was it, 14, 14. 2014 when I went. So I wasn't able to go. But then in 16, before, when we were saving money to go to L.A., yes. we came back from Texas and we went. Yep. You um, and I, I think we had just went to New Jersey for the Monster Factory Camp. 
and we were going or we were getting ready to go do that but i know we flew out to la came back went to new jersey uh, for the weekend for the wrestling camp and then we uh it was like around that time yeah yeah the mothman festival in 16 yeah so we did that in 2016 and then we ne we didn't go back to mothman fest again but i remember during the right when the pandemic was starting up in march of 2020 you and i made a random trip over there and we went over and I that just, was a nice little experience it was because nice, yeah. before going off to la of course in 16 we were uh we went to the festival and we tried to to go every year and yeah. then i was injured in 17 and 18 and i was just so miserable you know being just in chronic pain you guys yeah, do you not you, like people do not understand I've, I've had a foot condition since i was a child i've always hit like I, I don't mean to sound like a badass but i always hide my pain i don't want to be a burden on anyone i always feel like uh i just i i'd rather i was educated as a kid to be seen and not heard and i have always lived by that i never want to be a problem i just i i always lessen myself when i'm in a group with people and and i just i don't want to stand out and yeah. and i never tell people about my pain but i've had chronic pain since i was a child and um uh, finally it released and yeah. 17 went out in LA. So moral of the story is, uh, we missed out on a lot of Mothman festivals because I was just in such chronic pain being in a wheelchair. Like you don't want to just feel your worst and shittiest yeah. and be in a festival with uh, thousands of people. Yeah, because realistically, you know, festivals, they, they, they kind of, and I don't mean Mothman festival sucks cause it doesn't, but festivals in general, they just kind of suck. Because you're crammed in with all this body odor, all these people from all walks of life. And it's always scorching hot. Yeah. And it's not that it's people from all walks of life, but it's the fact that people are all on top of you. You have yeah. all these people all on top. Imagine me being in chronic pain. In and I, I've never been on any form of medicine that releases this, except for my right after surgeries they would give me some pills yeah. for like seven days and that's it you're on your own so i have had no medicine to release my pain yeah. and or just to make me feel like a normal person so i just can't imagine just being in a wheelchair and chronic pain and being like yeah let's be in the hot sun yeah, for so, hours because september it's still you know it's still hot in september because it's not fall yet yeah so you know you got all these people Outside. on top of you body odor humidity uh, so moral of the story is pain, we, from 16 yeah. to now we've we've never been back but then again 19 was the last festival so uh because a year later in 2020 COVID. it was canceled and then a year later after that 2021 it's canceled yeah. and now a year later they're finally yeah, having so it's it been so a couple years so even though it's only missed two festivals it's been three years since uh the 19 festival so i just remember before covid broke out we wanted to get a jump start because um wouldn't you say that experiencing the town and being alone and intimate with it and walking around as opposed to the festival, it's two different experiences? Yeah, it's two completely different experiences. So I suggest to anyone, if you can, go to the town first without the festival and then go to it with the festival because it's two different experiences and you're going to be able to, it's more intimate and you're going to be able to enjoy it more by because yeah. I love the little town, I always have. My first experience there, I went you know, with a couple of friends and it wasn't the festival. It was at nighttime. And then I hit the next two festivals and then I hit the festival with you. And then, you know, a couple of random festivals like we just talked about. And, but then in 2020, that's what I was getting yes. at is like, we were out because of my pain and yeah. because of me being crippled for so long. Um, 
uh, we decided to get a jump start before the big pandemic hit in the beginning of 2020. We decided to just go to Mothman, yep. like go to Point Pleasant, West yep. Virginia, and just experience it. Yes. And and we're like, oh, I can't wait until the fall to be back. And yeah. then COVID and hit. Then COVID yeah. hit. And, you know, you and I made a couple of trips over there. Well, yeah, you were wrestling West yeah. Virginia. So we're like, we might as well pass Well, well through. Leading, leading into my return in, tw- in October 1st of 2021, you and I actually went over in September of 2021. And we did that photo shoot of me and my Urban Legend That's gimmick correct, yeah. in front of the Mothman statue. And then in November of 2021, I was over there. Uh, we were passing through and I wrestled for uh, International Combat Sports Wrestling. They it's just me- one of those things that we always yeah. like pass through. Yeah, and when you're passing always- through, you got to stop. And right. so, I wrestled. It was cold as hell. Um, I wrestled Ron Mathis in the main event of ICS, and you're like, "Hey, let's stop." And I was like, "No, I don't want to." You're like, "No, come on." So we stopped, and I got some cool photos. I had like a Bigfoot hoodie on, and I'm doing photos in front of the statue, hanging off of it. And then you and I went recently when I worked for. Uh, uh yeah battleground wrestling and we were passing through it passing you know going past it so we stopped by again took some more photos i did a small promo because i've been wrestling a lot in west virginia here recently and what's funny is september 3rd which is episode will have already dropped by then coming up i'm uh over in huntington west virginia for a festival i'll be wrestling that day against casey king and once you uh, once you and I are finished over there, we'll probably end up, if we got time, we're probably going to stop by again. So, And then we got the festival coming up also this year on sept- in September, a couple weeks after or a week after, whenever it is, and we'll be back over there again. Yeah, we're about three weeks away from uh, the festival. The festival yeah. so. At this point in time, yeah. Yeah. So that's with the festival coming up, and Mothman is my favorite cryptid of all time. This is why I haven't talked about it any I've, you've heard so many stories about the Bigfoots and the Wolfman, the Dogman, the Ragaroos. Serial killers. Yeah, serial killers. This this podcast covers all that stuff. And the reason I've waited to talk about Mothman is because I wanted to make this entire month all about Mothman. All about where we're going to be at the festival. So should have some cool content dropping too with the festival coming up. So... This episode is not going to be about Mothman, as you can tell by the title as it's released, but this one's going to be about one of the most famous stories with the Mothman. And so when all this, what I always find interesting is like when one when one area, when one paranormal event is occurring, you start to have these other paranormal events that occur and coincide and go along with it. Right. So like uh, you had the Bridgewater Triangle where there's all this crazy stuff going on with... <coughs> I'd plan on doing an episode about that when you and I got sick and with the move and the work and all this shit that's been going on, I had to cancel that. Couldn't, we couldn't record. We actually did one entire episode over. It was like literally an hour. It was and an half hour long. long. Her and I, her and I, we sat here and we talked about the New Orleans Axe Man. Really in depth. So good. And the thing is, before we, uh, like, as you guys know, if if you're not new on the podcast. Uh, I don't know what we're talking about or what I, I have no she idea. Never I never know what the subject is. Or, I just drop it on her like. like so I'm you get right a now. raw reaction, and yeah. unfortunately, I do know a lot about Mothman though. Yeah, so yeah. so this is going to be too organic. But I uh, 
we did the axe man this yeah. older episode it was over an hour long it was like an hour and a half long episode it was actually one of our really yep. really good conversation it didn't record it did not record so and then right after that happened sick as hell bam i mean just like, which i believe it was a strand of covid we've had i'm starting to think so then, yeah considering how it kicked my ass and then moving out of indy because even though we moved out of indy all of our stuff was still up there in the yep. apartment and ha- couldn't break our lease nope. uh had to rent a U-Haul, so it took an entire month to get out of there, and then now, it just been dealing with our sickness, and then switching back to night shift, and then now here you guys are, and yeah. it's September, so it's not over yet. We nope. still are saving money, and yep. we're still at the campgrounds at my parents uh, a month later, and we uh, are saving money, and we're going to be getting our own place. So everything's going to be falling together in the next September, October. Yeah, we got a lot of great bookings actually coming up too. From there'll be some really cool announcements. So. Kind of Mothman Fest kind of kicks that off for us, and yeah. uh, there'll be a big return to Scarefest in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, R. A. Mahaloff, he who played Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Three, he's going to be using my Excalibur chainsaw for a photo op again this year. And then we got something really cool coming up in November. That's a big deal with the Dahlia and uh, New York, and that's all I'm going to leave it at with that. So yeah, let's leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, just, we'll leave it at that for now. But stay tuned for that. So New York City, whoop, whoop, uh, coming for you, Cropsy. Uh, so, with September being Mothman Festival, I'm going to try to make every episode deal with Mothman and stuff that happened. So, like I was saying, when the Mothman appeared, there was all this stuff that started happening. All this weird stuff from the Men in Black to Bigfoot sightings to UFO sightings to the Mothman itself. But there's one famous story that coincides and goes along with all this stuff. And that is the story of Indrid Colt. Now, do you... Remember about injured cold and yes, all of that. Okay, I so I found and I discovered some things about injured cold that I I was unfamiliar with and I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited to drop this uh, information that I literally just discovered. Drop myself. your knowledge on me. Here we go. Here we go. So the first sighting of injured cold was reported on October 16th of 1966 when two boys, Martin. Mouse Munov and James Jimmy Yankitis. I don't, I guess that's how you pronounce that. Yankitis. Yankitis, right there. (laughs) So they were in New Jersey and they were walking on 4th Street when they saw a surreal figure standing near a fence. As they walked closer, the figure was a tall, bald man wearing a metal green suit who was staring right at them with a huge grin. A metal green suit? A metal green suit. I don't understand. I, so is it like a tuxedo suit? I don't know. Look, I'm thinking of like an Iron shiny? Man alien. Like an Iron... Like, like imagine like the entire body is covered in a shiny uh, aluminum material. Why would they call it a suit then? I don't know. Maybe it was... I don't know. I guess that's how I would describe it. It's the 60s. You see, I think the the scariest thing, though, is he's grinning. He's standing there smiling. Right. I think that's terrifying. And it's not a normal smile. It's ear to ear. Yes. Like cut. Yeah. Kind of like the Joker. No, no, you're good. As they walked closer, the figure was a tall, bald... Uh, so these motherfuckers walked towards Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So they walked close and they noticed the figure's a tall, bald man wearing a metal green suit who was staring right at them with a huge grin. I wouldn't be walking towards it. The man chased them until they were <laughs> away from him. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, was so imagine. Fast? I don't know. It doesn't say. So UFO <laughs> sightings were also reported around the area. Jimmy nudged me and said, who's that guy standing behind you? I looked around, and there he was, behind the fence, just standing there. He pivoted, <laughs> he pivoted around and looked right at us. 
Then he grinned as big old grinned. So then he grinned a big, okay, then he grinned a big, basically he grinned a big ass grin. So think of the Joker smile, you know. Yeah. According to Nightmind, the boys only recalled the more frightening details of their encounter later on. They would recall that the man in the green suit was unusually tall and had unnaturally facial features, such as the lack of ears and a nose. Even though most sources mention the New Jersey sighting, Indra Cold and the Grinning Man could be completely different entities. You know what's crazy? That detail that you just described, I've always heard of his detailed face, but that's kind of like... Uh, J.K. Rowling's description of Voldemort. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It's identical to Voldemort. That yeah. he is supposed to have. Yep. The, the, the big the grin, kind of, yeah. no nose. Well, I mean, he was never smiling, but his mouth was like... Yeah, you know. yeah, but he had that... He wasn't smiling, but he had like this evil, like, evil lips plastered, you know, like right on his face. Well, that just reminded me of Voldemort. I could see that. I can 100%. So, that might not be the... That might not be injured cold, but there are some similarities there. Dude, so, I'd shit my panties. Something coming and running at me? Fuck. Well, hell yeah. That's terrifying. Smiling and running. Big, big bald, imposing, green-suited, metal, metallic man. You would trip me. No, I wouldn't. You would trip I'd grab me. you by the wrist and pull you and say, come on, bitch. <laughs> you drag me. <laughs> so, now this is where the injured cold story, like starts to really take place so if that first encounter wasn't injured cold this is the one that is known as injured cold so when now i got this information that i'm about to read to you from the daily yonder keep it real <coughs> so Did uh, you say keep it real keep it rule oh. so instead Ew. of keep it real keep it rule that's hillbilly style so in 1966 woodrow derenberger was a sewing machine salesman living in mineral wells west virginia and on a november night that year Darren Berger said he was returning from a business trip to Marietta, Ohio, when he uh, had to stop to adjust a sewing machine in the back of his truck. That's a likely story, Darren Berger. This is a strange thing. Be like, let me you think pull he's over. a German descent where he's a Darren Berger? Yes, mate. Yes. You think he likes hamburgers? Mate. <laughs> I'm just saying, Darren Berger likes hamburgers. So uh, once he got back on the road, he noticed lots ahead of him. Thinking the lots were police officers, he stopped only to discover that the lots didn't belong to a car, but to what he said was an aircraft that looked like a kerosene lamp chimney. So, imagine. Intriguing, imagine, uh, it's the late 60s, you're driving, and you see that. Terrifying. Uh, Darren Berger said a man stepped out of the aircraft and approached his truck. To Wait, quote, was it hovering mid-air or to pull over? No, no. The the uh, From what I understand, the spaceship had stopped. Like, it was landed in the middle of the road. Because oh. there was other people that had spotted this, and they were driving around it. So there's people driving by him, yeah. and they're like, they're, and, 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 Yeah, and they watch this. Yeah, people notice this. What the fuck? Yeah. So Darren Berger said a man stepped out of the uh, aircraft and approached his truck. He looked perfectly natural and normal as any human being. Darenberg told, Darren Berger were to- told... Uh, Ronald Maines during an interview on WTAP-TV in Parkersburg, West Virginia, the day after the encounter. And also, too, I'm going to try to include it in this episode. Yeah. Darren Berger did an entire interview on 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 television talking about this. So there's audio and, I believe, footage of Have him. Have you seen the footage? Uh, it's in the Mothman documentary, uh, Eyes of the Mothman. It's a fantastic documentary. Sexy as hell. Awesome. Boner popping, jaw dropping, heart stopping. So... I like. Yep. Darren Berger said his face looked like he had a good tan, a deep suntan. He was not too dark, but it was just like he had been out in the sun and a lot, uh, it's like he'd been out in the sun a lot and had a good tan. His hair was combed straight back and it was a dark brown and he seemed to have a good thick head of hair. 
His eyebrows. Yep, yep. His eyebrows, his face, his features were very normal. I don't believe that he looked any different from any other man that you would meet on the street. But he wasn't normal, Derenberger said. He had a large grin and it ke- and he kept his arms folded with his hands up under his armpits. Now this is how he injured cold appeared all the time. Hands folded under his armpits, huge ass grin. The smile never left his face ever. Fucking disturbing. And though he spoke to Derenberger, his smile never moved. He spoke, Derenberger said, telepathically. He asked me to roll down the window on my right hand side of my truck and, and I done what he asked. Derenberger said during the interview. And this man stood there, and he first asked me what I was called, and I know he meant my name, and I told him my name, and he asked me. He said, Why are you frightened? He said, Don't be frightened. We wish you no harm. We mean you no harm. We wish you only happiness. And I told him my name, and when I told him my name, he said his name was Colt. It was Darren Burgers and the world's introduction to the entity that would become known as Indrid Colt. Naturally, Darren Berger reported his encounter to the Parkersburg police. By the next day, the media frenzy surrounding the story took off. Darren Berger agreed to be interviewed on live television on WTAP. And like I said, I'm going to try to include audio clips of that in, into the show. Taking part in the interview were members of the state police, representatives of the Wood County Airport, the Parkersburg police, and a representative from the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton, Ohio. It's interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Somebody from the Air Force... For 30 minutes, the men peppered Derenberger with questions about the strange encounter. After the interview aired, however, others came forward with claims that they had also seen a figure matching Derenberger's description of injured Colt. One man reported that a man matching injured Colt's description tried to flag him down, but he was too afraid to stop. Yeah, fuck I you. Was big, big ass, bald, grinning man. I'm like, no, man, no, leave me alone. And he's like, he never stopped smiling. Screw you. Other people claimed to see lots and fluttering vehicles on the road Derenberger said he talked to Cold on. And several witnesses reported they had seen Derenberger stopped on the road talking to a man on the same road. Wow. Yes. So it's insane. I mean, For- if this was me, there'd be no witnesses. <clears throat> no, of course not. Fuck no. that slut. <clears throat> She's just lying. I've seen that slut out there showing her boobies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, people lie, you know. So for the next three weeks. Yeah, live on my titties. Yeah. She's out there just throwing them around, this guy. So for the next three weeks, newspapers in the area ran stories about Derenberger's claims and the claims of others. News coverage eventually died down, but Cold's visitations continued. Derenberger reported he was visited often by by the strange grinning man over the course of the next month. Derenberger revealed that his new friends came from a planet called Lanulos, Lanulos, I think, and that during one visit, he was allowed to take a trip there. Eventually, Derenberger's family said they had, they too had seen cold and other strange things. Naturally, the media attention given to the story, uh, Matt, let me see. Naturally, the media attention given to the story brought locals to Derenberger's house, hoping to get a glimpse of cold. The attention, as well as the scorn and ridicule he was suffering from, led, oh hell yeah, especially back then in the South, you know, his. Uh, Led Derenberger to uh, this uh, basically the scorn and the ridicule he was getting. This he had to seek medical attention. His yeah. physician gave him a clean bill of health and found no evidence of chemical imbalance or disruption. There's mental health, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. Although he wrote a book about his visits, nothing good came from Derenberger. Derenberger's reaccounting his encounter. In fact, it didn't just negatively affect him, but it affected his family and friends as well. 
The family received years of harassing phone calls and blamed lost jobs and friends on Darren Berger's tales of injured cold. Why? Like, why are people so <coughs> intimidated or threatened by it? No, like, I, well, people were just. I they, mean, when we uh, like a redneck up here, when we went and got an oil change, this old man was just so insulted by our alien yeah. license player, oh, like the front license. Like, yeah, plate. he was offended, and it's like. That's got nothing to do with you, brother. If anything, just take it as goofiness and like we're we believe in make believe shit. Like, yeah, I mean, like it doesn't. I mean, have just to because I got your God, yeah, just because I got an alien plastered on my vehicle doesn't mean I don't believe in God. I mean, be a little open minded, like dumbass. Me, that's like me judging him for being a Jesus freak. Like, oh, you believe this man was butchered and crucified, and yeah. then he came back as a zombie. Like, I don't judge you for your beliefs. No. Why are you? judging me for believing in green people you exactly know? well too i mean who's to say that both don't exist you know what i mean i believe that's, that's exactly exist. i believe like, in god and jesus like i believe in extraterrestrials i mean that's just, just for some reason people that uh, have such faith in a zombie close, uh, well close they, they 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 all of a sudden like their their faith is so fragile to be intimidated by like well, what I, we believe in. i think those people they are not as faithful as they claim to be. That's what I think. Because if you believe in your zombie God, then so be it. Like, yeah. then why, why is my beliefs any different than, yeah. like... I know, I agree. I agree. 100% agree. I think these people, that's their problem, is their faith is not as strong as they put it on. Yeah. And they're just threatened by any type of other being existed, you know? So, Derenberger suffered from painful headaches and depression, and eventually his wife divorced him. Derenberger moved away from the... <laughs> yeah, really. He moved away from the area to escape his notoriety. After years of living somewhere else, however, Derenberger moved back to the Mineral Wells area before his death in 1990 at the age of 74. What a sad life. It is. 23 years after, injured Colt supposedly pulled him over on the highway. While he never recanted his statement, he never spoke with them again either. Since then, Derenberger's account has lingered, propelling injured Colt into the realm of the rural myths and legends as well as into the tales of the creepy and unknown. After Derenberger spoke to John Kill, the author of the Mothman Prophecies, the legend of injured cold was linked to the Mothman, even so far as appearing in the 2002 Mothman. I love that movie, too. That's so cool. Uh, the Mothman Prophecies I've never movie. Seen it. It's fantastic. I fucking love that movie. It's so good. I didn't understand it when I was like 12 years old watching it, you know, because I'm an idiot. But now, no, you're now, a child. Yeah, that's what I mean. But love that movie so much. <laughs> So, it's uh, difficult to tell if it really happened, said Brian Dunning, author of Skeptoid Magazine, but it's clear that Derenberger gained nothing from coming forward. Who knows what actually happened to Derenberger on that strange night, Dunning said. Derenberger's story did little for him. His obsession with it cost him his job and his wife, and according to Kill, who visited him a year later, they found him hiding behind drawn curtains from what he believed were hundreds of UFO believers and skeptics, Aww. saying that injured Colt and his friends frequently visited the farm, often driving often arriving by automobile for long, friendly chats. He had almost certainly become delusional. So that's the story of Indrid Cold. And so I told you about the, his supposed first sighting of that thing. So now this is something interesting I found out. Uh, is that a drawing? Yeah, that's a drawing of what he was depicted. I'll include that. So there was a, a being, an entity okay. named, and I didn't know about this. I just found this out. And a lot of people believe that this being is injured cold, or it could be the species. His name was Valiant Thor. Oh, so you think that uh, when you say species, you think 
that that wasn't a disguise to look human? No, no, I think that's... You think that's what they really I look think, like? Yeah, considering, oh, shit. considering that Derenberger had gone through their planet. Because I think in the Moth, Eyes of the Mothman that came out in 2011, and I haven't watched it recently, but I think they recall that Derenberger had disappeared for like three or six months, and he said he went to their planet. I'd just fucking stay if I'm being abused. And he said it was just like ours. He said their planet was just like ours, and they all looked like us, so... You know, I don't think it was really a disguise. I think that was, you know, what they looked like. Could it could be? See, like for like fifteen years now, I I thought that that was just a skin suit, like yeah. a disguise. They're I mean, trying to be like yeah, us. Yeah, very possible, very possible. But the fact that so there are so many different reported species of extraterrestrials, I just think that's another one of them. And now I-, I wonder if these alien species, if um. They always permanently just have a smile on, or was that them trying to seem less intimidating? I think that's them trying to seem seem less intimidating, and trying to blend in. <laughs> like, see, we're around it the wrong way, motherfuckers. We're... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Red we're... flag. Someone's staring at me, smiling at me. Deuces. Bye. <laughs> that's funny. That's so funny. So this this third part. So there's a character named Valiant Thor, and some people think he may have presented himself as Andrew Cold to Derenberger and the, the Derenberger family, and. Uh, so here's the story of Valiant Thor. Okay. So the date is March 16th, 1957. Uh, location, Alexandria, Virginia. Extraterrestrials meet with the president, Eisenhower. So the book, Stranger at the Pentagon by Frank E. Stranges, claims that on this date, three extraterrestrials from the planet Venus, led by Commander Valiant Thor, landed in a farmer's field in Alexandria, Virginia. Upon the arrival of local police, who were the first to respond, Thor requested to meet with the president and was whisked away to the Pentagon, where he initially met with Secretary of Defense Neil H. McElroy, I think is how you pronounce the name. After the meeting with McElroy, Thor was taken to the White House, where he met with Richard Nixon, uh, where he met with President Eisenhower and Vice President Richard Nixon and the Joint Chiefs. It was at this meeting that Thor made it known to the group that he represented an intergalactical high council who were worried about the Earth's nuclear capabilities and the possibility of the destruction of the human race brought about through nuclear warfare, which is a, you know, a, a legit th- fear. So, yeah. Thor remained on Earth for a period of three years in what appeared to be an advisor in, in an advisory capacity. Although President Eisenhower wanted to make the arrival and concerns of the extraterrestrials public knowledge, he was persuaded by Nixon and the Joint Chiefs not to do so. Screw you guys. Mm -hmm. Frank E. Stranges, who was a federal marshal and a chaplain who had had top-secret security clearance at the Pentagon, claims he had first-hand knowledge of this and, in fact, had several meetings with Valiant Thor and his companions. Stranges' claims have been supported by Harley Beard, or Bird, the nephew of Admiral Richard E. Bird, who worked for the Department of Defense from 1957 to 1963 and was assigned to Project Blue Book, the secret military program that investigated UFO reports, as well as members of President Eisenhower's family. So that's the story of Valiant Thor, and I didn't know I didn't know about this. And uh, apparently, his character is represented in the last season of American Horror Stories. But people think that there could be, a, and there's like two photos that exist of this Valiant Thor, and this is, I'll include them, but this is one of them. Oh, he's handsome. Yeah. And uh, the guy apparently that came out that was the whistleblower and produced these two photos and did an interview, he was found dead afterward. Go figure. Uh, so there's this concept of Valiant Thor 
There's this concept of injured cold, and then there's this other smiling man that appeared in New Jersey. And all this stuff, and then all this stuff starts taking place, you know, after the dropping of the atomic bomb, like I've talked about before, after the Roswell, New Mexico crash, which happened after the atomic bomb. So I don't know if injured cold and Valiant Thor are the same. I don't think they are, but there are reports that Valiant Thor, so he was kept at the Pentagon for a long time and he would telepathically talk to people. Wow. So there is the combination of injured cold the smile never leaving his face and, you know, talking to people telepathically as, as Valiant Thor would do as well. But I'll, I'll include the two photos of Valiant Thor who some think could be, um, injured cold, but I don't think injured cold and Valiant Thor are the same person at all. Right. Um, I think they could be from the same place. Uh, supposedly Valiant Thor though was from Venus and, uh, there's some documentaries you can find of him on, um, uh, on YouTube, but this is the case of Valiant Thor, the case of, uh, which like I said, I just learned about him like literally just days ago. So I'm going to read up more on him and what I can find of him. Uh, there are two photos that exist of him supposedly, and I'm going to attach those to this. And then, you know, the case of injured cold, I think is, uh, so you don't believe that Valiant Thor was injured cold. Do not. But do you believe he was an alien? I do think Valiant Thor was an extraterrestrial because there are, reports of him showing up on a spaceship and the police like basically taking him to you know to the pentagon and then he mm -hmm. goes and meet and nobody's ever like said this didn't happen there have been people in passing that were from that time period talking about, oh yeah the valiant thor situation so that stuff like i believe that happened and as far as injured cold goes i think he has something to i mean because the whole Mothman scenario, like I said, we're going to dive into Mothman. It'll don't know if it'll be the next episode, but it might be the third one for this month. But when we dive into the full Mothman episode, from everything that happens with Mothman, from the curse of Chief Cornstalk, which we are going to talk about that as well, and then all these years later, with everything that happens when Mothman shows up and like all this chaos is going on in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, it's just so wild that Injured Cold shows up. Men in Black show up. There are Bigfoot sightings, more UFO sightings, and all this stuff. It's like the Bermuda Triangle yeah, of... Everything gets attracted. So when I think... It's kind of like uh, when you have all this energy. So when you have a lot of positive energy in one place, it can attract more positive energy. Mm -hmm. But then when you have like uh, negative energy in one place, it can attract more negative energy. It's kind of so, like a portal that was Bingo. Opened. That's exactly what I think. So I And all that energy is like manifesting things and also attracting things. Yes. So supernatural energy. I think when you have, because it doesn't, this stuff doesn't have to be good, but it doesn't have to be bad either. I'm not saying that the Mothman and Injured Cold and all that is bad. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it's all supernatural energy. Right. You, you have Sasquatch shotings at that time too going on over there. So all the supernatural in energy is taking place and happening. I think it attracts other. Just like good can attract good, bad can attract bad. Supernatural can attract supernatural. Um, it'd almost be like uh, you know serial killers if they were in the same area killing like... Not only would that be coincidental, in my opinion, but I think it just would happen just by laws of attraction. That's my opinion on it. 
but the fact that all this stuff is just the FBI showing yes, up, the government. Yes, all this stuff is just happening in this little rural town. That's mass she, killing. Yeah, uh, by accident. Yeah, with the the, the, well, the collapse. And then what's crazy about it? When and we're going to dive into this more too. The Silver Bridge collapse was a real thing, and it killed so many people. Forty well, some. Look at that as a ritual sacrifice. Could like be. a lot of death, a lot of tra- trauma in one area yeah. is an energy. Portal. Very well, it very well could be. And a lot of people look at the Mothman as an omen. No, no, the Mothman's not an omen um I, I don't look at it like that that came i think that came from the book or the movie actually it might have came from the movie if i'm not mistaken that wasn't even you don't a, believe the mothman is like a, a warning sign no, of death no, no i just think that it's uh <sighs> you don't think the mothman showed up and be like hey guys shit's about to go down no no i don't i just think that was coincidental is what i think fuck I, you i do i just think that was coincidental I think and the Mothman's like, hey, I'm sensing energy, guys. Like, something's about to go down. I just, I, I look at it, whether the Mothman is an interdimensional being, whether the Mothman was a government Experiment. Thing, yeah, or what, he had the angel of death. Whatever it was, it was there. And when it was there, all this stuff started happening. So you're implying the Mothman was there by accident? I don't know if he was there by accident. I've, I mean, I find it interesting. He was there for like two years and then just, that was it. Yeah, it sounds more like he escaped or came through a portal and was like, okay. Could have been. Honestly, that's me as a cryptid. I just mind my own fucking business, and it's like, oh, shit went down, and oh, fuck, I'm getting blamed for this. Yeah, and <laughs> we're, which I'm going to dive more into Mothman like when we get into that, but what's your take, and what do you think about this whole injured cold thing? And like The Derenberger guy, not only was he just a simple man, he gained nothing about this and other people saw Which him makes him more believable yes, well, obviously other, so he was a he was a deacon or something like that in his church he gained nothing from this he actually lost everything from going on live tv and doing this interview in a rural area and you know how close-minded it can be in the south Fuck yeah you just so come in with a little accent yeah. to, like everyone freaking turns on you so he gained nothing from this he didn't really gain like fame and fortune he got a little notoriety from it, but he. Was, I just know how s- southern areas are. If you're an outsider coming in, uh, like for example, with me, like having a different accent. Oh my gosh, you stick out like a sore thumb, and they freaking t- turn on you. It's yeah. like kill the witch, you know, like this burn is, the bitch. That's exactly what happened to me. So let alone one of so, their own daring yeah. to stand out, and like they they were threatened by it, like. Yeah fucking neanderthals it's like exactly. oh my god let's well, like just destroy yeah, they, this they, guy. they revert back to the most primal thing and uh just this fear and if you dare to be different anyway so he he didn't gain anything from this and he went out and he told like this is what happened to me i've been to their planet i'm getting harassed and he was harassed by the men in black as well and we'll talk about that that's uh, so cool this stuff happened like there's i mean it's sad whether, what happened to him but it's very intriguing exactly and whether you want to believe in extraterrestrials or you want to believe in the Mothman, I hate to break it to you, but the shit happened. I'm like, I mean, they're in in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and the latter part of the '60s for like two years, injured cold men in black and Mothman sightings, amongst other things, were happening. Yeah. So it's just this. I believe things actually happen, and I believe some people are attention whores that have made up stuff. Yeah, of course. So, but. I a thousand percent believe things are out there. I a thousand percent believe things happen, and I would never crucify anyone coming forward and telling their story. No. Like it just, well, what do people have to gain by making things up? Exactly. And uh, I, I just wanted to touch on that. I thought this would be a great introduction into Mothman Month. Uh, kind of still in a uh, a uh, a thing from um, 
my sister's podcast, The Midnight Moth. Oh, really? Yeah, go check them out because they do themes every month. Like, they've been doing Morbid Month where they talk about death. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, they do like... You should con- tell your sister to go check out one of the museums of death. Like, oh, I know yeah. they have them all over the country, like in New York, and we went to the one in L.A., but we I think did. there's one in Florida. Like, they're, I, I mean, will. she travels a little. Like, there might be one in Tennessee when she... I guarantee. I guarantee. Uh, she will. So, when you guys get a chance, go check out Midnight Moth, you know, concerning it's Mothman Month here on Wrestling with Abnormal and Paranormal. Go check them out. I think you'll uh, dig what they do. I, we always do. So, uh but yeah, this is uh, Mothman Month here at Wrestling with the Abnormal and Paranormal. We got a lot of fun things. We're back. There should a lot be of sexy things. A lot of what sex of... appeal. <laughs> there shouldn't be any more disruptions <laughs> or interruptions for us. I just don't say that because every time you say that, like, there's another. Oh no, we had a pretty good run last time and nothing happened. So. Honestly, it's just we're got we're got getting used to our job. Got a lot going on. Saving money, moving into our own place, and then on top of that. We we have a lot going on in the fall, so it's just it's a lot at once. So hopefully we can keep up with this. Oh, we will, we will. So that is the story of Indra Cold, and my thoughts on it is Indra Cold was a legit thing. Yeah. Whatever he was, I believe he was real. Um, I'm gonna include. I just wish they could have done something to help that Bergen guy. Darren Berger, yeah. yeah. It, it's sad. Like I said, I'm gonna try to if if I'm not able to include any audio clips, YouTube him. Check out Darren Berger, and there are three fantastic documentaries that about the Mothman. There's Eyes of the Mothman. Um, there is another one, by, two more by Small Town Monsters, uh, The Mothman of Point Pleasant, I think, and then The Mothman Legacy. All three documentaries, phenomenal. I suggest watch all three of them and just uh, get yourself prepared for, you know, Mothman Month, the month of September. And uh, unless you got any uh, closing statements about Injured Cold or Valiant Thor, I guess we'll close it up here. Black Dahlia. They sound intriguing. I wish they could have helped that guy. And uh, Who do you think would win out of a fight between Valiant Thor and Injured Cold? Injured Cold sounds more supernatural and spooky than that photo that you just showed me. You look like a man. It looks like a, a good Italian stud man. Yeah, like yeah. so, I mean, probably the more supernatural in, injured yeah, Cole. I think like that, I mean, I, him and his smile would fucking scare yeah, the shit Andrew out of Cole me. Cole, it'd be like a battle of the in a Friday Thirteenth Part Seven when Jason's getting his ass kicked by the girl with telekinesis. It'd be a lot of getting thrown around and stuff. I just, uh, I mean, it'd be cool to go to their planet and see what's up. Yep. But then again, maybe like be terrifying. Well, I, I, this whole time I'm like, why didn't he just uh, stay at that planet since he's getting harassed here? But then again, we're aliens on that planet, yep. so maybe he had to stay in hiding. He couldn't be seen. Are they open minded to us? Yep. Because we're the green people to them. Yeah, exactly. So would he be welcome, or would he be? Or did Andrew Cole have to protect him and be like, hey, this is I'll give you a little look around, but you gotta, you're the green people to us. Yep. So. Maybe he's not accepted. Maybe their government would take Bergen, whatever, and and experiment on him like we would with aliens. I kind of so, think they might know of us, though. So you think they're just chill? They're like, oh yeah, that's that alien. They're called the, the humans. Yep. I think we're the only ones because of how our government does. Puckin' pussies. Yeah, that are not aware. They just want to control us and dumb us down. Hey, look what they do to our food. Look what they do to with their money and stuff. And so, it's yes. dominantly in America. Yep, it is. Well. I would have just stayed on the alien planet if they knew of us. But then again, maybe like they breathe out of their buttholes there, and <laughs> yeah. like it's yeah. different. And maybe like their air is toxic. Maybe he had to disguise himself, and he was smiling the whole time. He's like, "Man, I can't do this. Like this hurts." Well, I mean, God knows I can't smile twenty four seven. Like, <laughs> fuck this. I'm too depressed for this. 
that's awesome so there you guys have it there's the black dahlia's thoughts and uh Whatever else, her theories on Andrew Cold and Valiant Thor, who she thinks would win out of the two. I think Andrew Cold would Valiant Thor's ass. I just said that. Yeah, I know. That's what I said, too. I agree with you. So, we're going to bring it to a close. Glad to be back. Thank you guys for being patient with us and checking us out. And just uh, keep in mind, remember this. If you're out there traveling on the road, particularly if you're going through the rural areas, maybe West Virginia, and you see a spaceship stopping and dropping, and out walks a man that's smiling with his hands tucked under his armpits. Keep might... going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, that's what I fucking said. Keep going. <laughs> so keep on going. All right, that's what you need to do unless you want to like go visit this planet and talk to him telepathically. Either way, though, thank you guys for checking us out. We will be back this week coming with another episode for Mothman Month here on Wrestling with the Abnormal and Paranormal. I'm Evil Nate. I'm the Black Dahlia. And we'll catch you here, same place, same time, same channel. Dig it.